0: football is around the corner and we are ramping it up over here on the ringer nfl feed in the month of august every week ben solak and i will be bringing you not one but two
1: extra point takens that's right double the trouble as we predict debate and analyze our way
0: through camp and the preseason every monday and friday but that is not all Stephen ruiz and i will be coming to you every wednesday we'll talk about everything in the world of the nfl and who knows maybe steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it.
1: Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion! But I'm better than you, and you know it! Acknowledge me! Well, ding dong, hello!
2: Embrace
3: the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy.
1: Heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at The Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. Guys, John Cena is essentially <laughs> a full-time member of the WWE roster for the wow. next, uh, let's call it two months yeah. uh, and change here. Yeah. Quickly, from each of you, fantasy book is feud for the next two months. Don't think about it too hard. Just book it. Just book that shit, Cal. It's
3: it's gonna be it's just gonna be him and Austin Theory just going back. Oh, to yeah, go yeah, back. Yeah, I well, I, I mean, it's it's enough to get a, a good amount of uh pay per view noise, and they already got a little story because everything else. I feel like he he may just be uh uh trying to tread some new ground, which may not make any sense by the end of
1: October. Okay, Theory, Brian Hollywood Waters. Yes. Look, what do you got for I, I'm Cena?
3: i for the
2: juggler. He coming at Roman Reigns, and he gonna tell him how much his family oh. is out of order and how, you know, the pressure is getting to him. Cause we got to sell pay-per-views. We got to compete with the NFL. We got to compete with college football. And what better way to do that than to have John Cena and Damn. Roman Reigns on the screen. If Roman, if John Cena could come back for seven straight weeks, I know I love Roman to have his breaks and stuff, but Roman hey, can look. come for seven straight weeks
3: good luck
1: good luck Brian. that's right come, come to work come <laughs> good, to work
3: good luck tribal yeah. chief <laughs> hey hey tribal chief do whatever you want to do if you want to stay home stay home what about you <laughs> now what yeah. you thinking
1: I, I got grayson waller man <laughs> I, I, you know ah. just, they, they, he's, 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 he's been getting the rub mm-hmm. he's, interesting. he's been putting a lot of high profile spots interesting and rightfully so i mean mm-hmm. if we're gonna if we're gonna make this guy a star let's make him a star yeah. I, I, like all, I like all three choices, though. I'm, I, I wouldn't be mad at any of them. And we'll, we'll essentially get a chance to see what's going to happen because the John Cena return tour is a, is a f- officially in full effect. And we're, yeah. we're going to get to see how it all unfolds Friday. here in the next couple. Starting this Friday. Friday, is literally gonna be fantastic, Friday. Which is going to be fantastic. All right. Let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. You know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, let it fly. First up, Soraya has a message for mercedes Monet, And that message is, bring her on. Uh, Brian H. Waters, Soraya is your new AEW Women's Champion. mercedes Monet was featured in the crowd at All In over there uh, at Wembley Stadium, is this is this inevitable? Is this is this Mercedes Monet match just next up for AEW? Oh, absolutely! This is this is box office. This is a
2: box office attraction without a doubt. Uh, I have to say, Sareea Knight becoming the champion—that was my favorite moment of the whole show. And I know it was some great moments. Really, really? Like, okay, man. Really? just watching first. The really? entrance, her coming out there. I was a huge fan of her feud with her mother back in the days of Shimmer. And that's what led me to, I guess you would call it non-mainstream women's wrestling. And that feud right there, then watching the movie, fighting with my family, I knew what it meant for her to go to the United States and leave her family to pursue her dreams. So when I saw them come out, I got excited. To no know mercedes Monet was in the crowd, I was like, okay, cool. I love the fact that AEW went ahead and showed her. Look, we, we knew she was there. There was pictures. Wasn't, it wasn't no secret. That match right there, when you look at the built-in storyline, you know, wrestling is entertainment. And a lot of times in wrestling, we see what happens uh, when, you know, Was we'll it, art mimics life. Uh, and we know that she was on the shelf because of Sasha Banks. Page went down because mm-hmm. of Sasha Banks. You yeah. know that. It was an accident, but you turn it, you make it real. Let's go print some money.
0: Wow. All right.
1: Cal, you, you kind of had the similar reaction as me when, when Brian said that was his favorite moment. From all in, what, for, uh, let's let's start here. Was it the right call to put the belt on her? It, <laughs> ulti-
3: I think ultimately, yeah. I I, I think that I was wondering because this was kind of I don't want to say this was an international card, but there were a number of different stars that weren't just you know AEW American people. You know, Will Ospreay Aussie Open, whatever. But um, I when I when 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 Brian mentioned it, when Saraya came out with her family and that, mo- I was like, oh yeah, they are in London, aren't oh, they? Oh. Like that. That's when it yeah. Hit yeah. Me. And I ultimately, because I love Sheeta and I, I wanted Sheeta to retain, I, I figured, oh, they're going to have the outcast. Th- they're in there to show the split of the outcast and then Sheeta would just win. I wasn't. It, and they, they did a good job of choreographing how, you know, an, the, the the further dismantling of uh, Soraya and Tony Storm in there. So by the time that Soraya won, it was still a shock. I was genuinely surprised that she won, but uh, no, I was not. I, I did not have on my cards uh, Soraya walking out with the title just because it's pro wrestling. And I've seen so many people go to their hometowns and, and, and go down in a blaze of glory, whether it's for a title or just on right. Run, you know, mm-hmm. just just how I'm conditioned. Thanks a lot, Vince McMahon. <laughs>
1: huh. did, did you think Mercedes was going to make a ring appearance there? Obviously, she was in the walking boot, but yeah, it seemed to be primed that she's going to do some sort of stare down with the winner.
3: I, um, I, I was surprised to see Mercedes when she popped up on the screen. I only because I, I was not aware of how far she was in her, uh, her, her healing process. Uh, you, you saying she was in, I didn't see any other photos, but that, so you saying that she's in a walking boot, that, that sounds very promising. Um, I'm definitely assuming, I mean, hell we've got dynamite tonight, uh, Soraya should be on there giving some type of statement. They haven't really given much, but at the time that we're recording, there's not a lot played out for uh, Dynamite currently, so I don't know if is having, like, anything grander tonight, but All Out is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a, a number of... Which is of insane. Op- there's a <laughs> number insane, of opportunities uh, right now for a Soraya and Mercedes, you know, e- even if it's just, like, walking... On Dynamite, Renee's talking to Mercedes backstage as Saray is walking by, just like, you know, a glance back, just a, a, an acknowledgement of each other back and forth. Um, they can do a number of things right now, but yet all the talk after um Mercedes showed up was that once she's better, they, they expect that she will be, you know, in AEW... I don't know for how long, but this I think the, the headline I saw said more. So this feels like, you know, something that's just more inevitable. You know, we're, we're, it's not if, but when right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting to have Mercedes involved. I was surprised, though. So earlier that day, she had posted on Instagram that she was in London. Okay. And that's when, you know, you kind of just assume that she would be there. I but
3: wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. I'm gonna be real with you. I wasn't looking at anything. I, I was AEW happening at like noon on a Sunday. I was I had other things going on in the world, and
1: the it only, was a trip.
3: The only pro wrestling I was waiting for. I bought the, the I got the BR app. I paid for it. And everything like I was ready to experience. You know AEW in London. So, but I didn't pay attention to any of the chatter outs. Partly because then we'll we'll get to some of this stuff later, but like it, there was a lot of heavy stuff that had been going on last week in pro wrestling. Yeah. So by the time the weekend came, I, I tuned out from a lot of that mm. talk for a little bit. But uh,
1: no, and, and and that's totally fair. I just happened to be scrolling on IG and I saw right, Mercedes, right. and she didn't even say she was at, at all in. She was just when you saw the uh, the her, the backgrounds of her pictures, oh, you knew like, that's that's London. You knew, so yeah, it, yeah. it it just became evident that she was going to be there. I was surprised that they would use her first appearance in that way. Th- that being said, I think it was smart. The, the pop smart, that she got uh, yes. for just showing up on screen yeah. was absurd. It was like one of the biggest pops of the night. And there were a lot of big pops uh, that night. So, you know, it's going to be awesome once Mercedes does get to AEW. I mean, and, and starts performing and starts wrestling yeah. um, because, I, you know, again, that women's division has, be- has been good uh, she's going to provide a spark that will hopefully light that division even more on fire. So it's it's going to be good. And you know it, the fact that you know S- Soraya even mentioned her as someone that she wants to uh, to go at and right. have a program with is encouraging in, in in the healing process of of where Mercedes at. I mean, right. maybe it's closer than we think. Uh, obviously, the walking boot not a great, not a fully great sign. Mm-hmm. But at least there's some progress there. And man, Mer Mercedes, I mean Mercedes is champion uh, is sounds fantastic. Do
3: y'all think go ahead, Brian? No, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. I was gonna
1: say, do y'all think, all right, let's just
2: fantasy book March, right? Mm -hmm. And we're looking at revolution. Mm -hmm. Would it be possible for the pay-per-view main event to be Mercedes versus Sarea for the title? You think they would pull the trigger yeah. considering we, you know, I know me, I haven't been fond right. of the way women's wrestling has been booked there. I love the talent right. there, but right, I feel like if there's a time, if there's characters, those are the two that you could main event a pay-per-view.
1: What do y'all think? Six I, months from now, March, Go ahead, go ahead, Cal. I'm sorry. No, I'm just doing the math in my head.
3: Uh, so that's, I. I, cause I was I, I was wondering if I was answering too soon. I think anytime Mercedes Monet is ready, ready, and Soraya has the title, book uh-huh. it. Like I, I don't. I don't think there's any any way you can not do that. It, you don't want to jinx anything that's going on, and it sounds like they're working towards something right now. Uh-huh. Um, but I also just think. Uh, Whatever you whatever you want to do to build that story of smart money as well. I was actually when she won, my immediate thought was, did they find their Chris Jericho for the women's division? Like, is Soraya going to be mm. the one that is? She because she went when in watching the match, I'm like, you know, she's not only has she done this dance, but she's done this dance multiple times. She's she is a, a genuine vet. There's a whole movie about it. You can go watch it and see <laughs> what her life was before she got to that point in Wembley Stadium. So uh it's it's interesting to have her at AEW right now when because a lot of the conversation, one of the the cons about AEW has been they have such a wealth of talent in the women's division, but it seems like they don't know how to properly put it put it forward. Right. So uh, I, My hope is that Soraya could be the anchor for a lot of the stuff, just like Chris Jericho was for bouncing off of Kenny Omega and bouncing off of Adam Page and building the inner circle and all this uh, MJF and all, all the stuff he was able to do just for being Chris Jericho. Soraya could do that for the women's division, I feel.
1: Um. I think my only hesitation is is Soraya as women's champion for the next six months? Is that interesting enough? I mean, I, I obviously anything can be interesting. Will it be for the next six months? I mean, it, if if you said three months from now and, and Soraya was champion until then, and you know against Mercedes, and obviously we don't know how long she's still out for. That's my only hesitation: is Soraya for champion as uh, for the next six months? <clears throat> I don't know if I'm into that, uh, got, but I could prove wrong. You just got
3: to. Gotta, it, well, I, I, or I mean, if we're talking six months, mm-hmm. how long? Because the first question is, how much steam do you think this Outcast situation has? Like right now, right now, right There's some legs there. There's a built-in match with Tony Storm and her. Yeah. Tony Storm was in that match. She lost. Hit her they, mom. They, her mom. <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's like there's a couple of layers right there, and you could take that November. If you want, yeah. Me, I believe at all out Ruby Soho's facing for the TBS championship. Yeah. Yep. At some point, you could have a champion versus champion type situation. Mm-hmm. Athena is 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 ready and waiting to talk to anybody <laughs> about facing for any time. She said it at after um B- death before dishonor. I I got this title, but this title is getting a little lonely. I forget how she put it. She it sounds like she wants to be a cleaner. Yeah. Have her go Mm. against Soraya, but also there's Willow Nightingale. You you have two renegade twins. You've got Sky Blue. I think there's a number of different situations. of Valkyrie, there's a number of different situations that you have on the roster now if you want to build Soraya as a dominant force to get to March six months from now with her and Mercedes Monet so it doesn't just look like we're taking one former WWE person and putting up against another former WWE person there would actually be some some built-in story there
1: is she gonna run this program as as a heel or I, she I hope so Turned face in some sort of way <laughs> I would i would I would she could turn face if you want but I would hope
3: I would hope she was a heel I kind I like Soraya as a heel more than more than a baby face I'll tell you that much I think she
1: she's in that. Yeah.
3: She's, when i I was watching a randomly watching a promo the other day some of the nasty heel work she was doing she was cutting down everybody on that roster and this was <laughs> this was like 13 years ago something like that'm I'm, I'm, I'm iffy on the date but she was doing her thing on the mic so uh, at least for right now I feel like she would need to be a heel.
1: Yeah. So th- would Tony Storm turn face in that instance, or is it just two heels? Because once the Outcasts implode, one of them probably has to traditionally be, you know, a healer, a face. Uh, but I guess you don't have to because they're they're out. I don't know. It's it's interesting because you're right that that's the next one that seems to be served up on a platter for us is that for You, you could probably I, I'm going to
3: assume that Ruby Soho is going to stay a in between heel babyface situation, but on that mm-hmm. like Stone Cold vibe, uh, you could you probably could make Soraya the babyface right now at least going off of, I just won from you know in my home country and my mom and I, I could see yeah. all of that happening, but uh, at some point just like with MJF at some point the devil will uh will will, will show their face and, and, and I think I think Soraya just works better as a heel.
1: Yeah. It's true. I'm with it. I'm 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 now looking forward to fighting for my family too. Two. Uh eventually which which will be hitting theaters in what? 5 years? <laughs> about, 7 years? Yeah, about five.
3: Hopefully the strikes done by then. Stand by. Yeah, oh. Stand, dear, stand dear by But uh, yeah, I, we'll, I
1: also <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I hope we'll see. so. Next up on High Spot headlines, oh, I'm just I'm shaking my head just looking at this. Uh-oh. CM Punk's future with AEW, <laughs> comma wrestling in general, appears to be quote questionable. Also within this, CM Punk also allegedly had a confrontation with Miro. Uh, we might be the only three people on the planet that CM Punk hasn't had a confrontation with, guys. Uh, wh- <laughs> what is your take <laughs> on this? On this whole CM Punk situation is is the nice way that I'll put it. Brian H. Waters, I'll start with you. What What the hell does AEW do with this guy? Man, they
2: need counseling.
1: Um, they need uh, <laughs> well, I, this particular one. I'm
2: riding with Punk from what I know and what I'm reading. Oh, interesting. If, okay. It seems as if he's trying to preach safety
3: and longevity. If you're... you're On this instance specifically.
2: Yeah, because like the last... With the Jungle yeah, Boy thing. Yeah. Okay. Or it,
3: Jack Perry. Yeah, Jack Perry. Uh, uh, Sorry,
2: Jack yeah, Perry. I'm, I'm going to call him Jack <laughs> Perry, but right now he's acting like a Jungle he's Boy. it. Um,
1: wow. Oh, bars. Wow. Clip wow. <laughs> wow. okay, that. Clip <laughs> that for social. Yeah, clip that. Clip that, Hollywood. Clip that. That's um, funny. You that's know, funny. the thing
2: is, when you you look at everything, right, if this is the case, he's, CM Punk is essentially saying, look, use sugar glass or, you know, gimmick glass versus real glass mm-hmm. because it's protected. you are protecting your opponent. You may not like his approach, and that's where probably the issue is, Right. Um, right. I think it seems like it could have been one of those things where if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all when Facts. when he came Facts. back and said you got a problem and then that led to something that was unnecessary allegedly allegedly this yeah all because reportedly. we don't know
3: it's all reported but my thing I is
2: like there. from the whole situation overview I just feel like mm-hmm. he's trying to help <laughs> if him and Tony right. Schiavone saying the same right. thing these two people who Jack Perry, there's a photo surfacing that Jack Perry is there with his dad while CM Punk is in the main event of SummerSlam 2009. Shout out to my brother, Corey, my kicks and my fix, who sent that.
3: Oh, shout out to Corey. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's my wow, fault. Okay. I like to put that in the group chat. I um, see that. That's and,
2: and so that, it, it, this is goes to show you how long you? he's been wrestling versus Jack Perry. Right. So if right. he's trying to yeah. help you know Bluetooth connected. Why why is there an issue? And that's the part I don't understand. And that's right. why I saw with Punk on this. Questionable future. I think I, I just don't think he has that many enemies in the locker room. I mean, they got a whole show for him. So you look at FTR, Samoa Joe, apparently, I'm pretty sure they're cool. They they just went out there and had a, a
3: decent match. They just had the they said Joe, the one report I read said Joe was upset, but Ooh. he was able to make or, or talk to Punk into uh, fin- doing the match yeah. and, and going through his obligation. And, yeah, so I'm thinking um, like, I
2: mean, I, and personally, I don't think the WWE bridge is burnt as many people may think it is. I mean, oh, no, he was not just at all. there. <laughs> um, that would be like a sort of he was sort yeah, of it. It, it wasn't that he was it wasn't that he was there, Jason, right. It, it yeah. wasn't that. He, yeah. So. I could see him going back and, you know, letting bygones be bygones, especially if you want to stick at the AEW. So I don't think his future is right. a questionable. I mean, but if it is, he'll do a few more episodes of heels and he'll get back and want to be back out there. Facts.
1: Facts. <laughs> that's, that's right. Big fact. Big fact. He's great on heels. Cal, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? I I've got oh, I'm surprised. Man. Brian's, right. but I'm I'm surprised in a good way. Well, so, I, go ahead, Cal.
3: Th- well, because well, I will say I do agree, and I you know in conversations I've had, I think in the because the 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 story with this the Jack Perry Glass bit was from a bit of, a couple of weeks ago at least, or maybe last month, something like that. It, but it was within the most recent stream of. CM Punk backstage chatter. Who, wh- whoever's the leaky faucet <laughs> in, in, in AEW right now? Like, that's the real culprit because I don't know. I don't know if we need to be hearing all of this because a lot, like the, the the public weighing in, like, because that's what ends up happening, right? It's like the this starts from Jack Perry being pissed that because he believes that somebody leaked or CM Punk or somebody leaked this to make him look bad in, in, in the media. So he does this very public thing that you can go watch on YouTube for free. It's not like you even have to go to bleacher report or anything to, uh, to, to see this Mm -hmm. stuff. It's up there for free. While I agree with CM Punk on the principle of, you don't need to use real good for, for the sake of your career maybe right. chill with all the real glass spots. And I don't know if I, I, I don't know how I ultimately feel about Jack Perry doing that whole bit with the limo and the, and the comments and all that stuff. But the one report I read still said that CM Punk came up to him and said, you know, I could beat you. Right. Ooh. Allegedly. That's what the report said. And so, at, at and there's still a question on who struck first because if punk struck first, it doesn't matter. Like like a lot of that stuff goes out the window because we're right back to where we were last year. Right right after all out again. It, and and the my big my big point in all of this is right or wrong. CM Punk ends up looking like I don't. He ends up looking like the antagonist in a lot of different situations, and the question's really going to be if you can't if you can't be like Vince McMahon and figure out how to work with him and help him work within the rest of your business, you're going to have to make a really hard decision because yeah, he he can sell out. They're going to the United. This this is the the situation that CM Punk is facing right now, based off of the time of recording. They're going to be in the United Center this Sunday for All Out. Well, because of the way he acted and the way the situation went down after All In, he won't be there.
1: He, can he lay, might not be there. He
3: might not be uh, there. He there's can lay, a lot of yeah. He can lay a claim saying that he can sell out these arenas and doing that, but it's all for nothing if you're not able to wrestle at the event because of the shenanigans going on back backstage. And, and that's that's my biggest issue in the situation. And it, it sucks because it always goes back to him. And it's been going back <laughs> to him for a while now.
2: I got a question for y'all. <laughs>
1: No, go, ask it now. Let, let, let's get yeah, there. Yeah, I, I'll, it, I'll drop it. my thoughts oh, in a bit, but what, what's all your question? In, I mean, all out. Mm. Do you delay the suspension
2: so you can get the money?
1: I mean, if you do, I, I feel like that says, there's a lot of bad precedent, okay. yes. I think, being set backstage. Mm-hmm. I agree. If you do that, that just, I don't know, the amount of favoritism that that would, that that would come off as I agree. is would be I don't know if you could bounce you could we're bounce that it, 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 right? it would it would be a good look. You see it in right. sports
2: sometimes there's an investigation pending so X player can play in this game. You know?
3: Yeah. <clears throat> the, I don't I for, <sighs> CM Punk does a a, lot for, for, and and it's very good. He stands up for a lot of people. You know what I mean? He's, he's very good at being the voice for the voiceless, whether it's wearing a t-shirt standing next to somebody who has a sign or whatever the case may be with his morals. I don't know if it would look right for him to kind of get the same type of pass that a Ric Flair would get after the plane ride from hell incident. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it would look like he was being entitled because of his position, because of his status and which they're, they're with, with the, the the success, there are you know those types of benefits, but that would look crazy, in my opinion, based off of what he normally stands for and what he normally says about certain things. But, uh, um,
1: I know. mean, I, I do think there's going. I, I do think he's going to show up at at all up. There's no that that, that crowd in Chicago is going to riot if That's he doesn't I'm show thinking. up. So you think? I I think that they'll. Oh yeah, <laughs> <You laughs> I think? mean, I think that they'll. Have the investigation be ongoing, and he'll show up. I, th- they'll finagle that in some way. You think they're going... Uh, on, you
3: think they're going... Because, uh, again, remember, Friday is is the five-year anniversary of All In. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they, they've they been running Chicago for a minute. Like,
1: CM Punk only just came back. But they, they need... Like, All Out right now kind of looks like an episode of Dynamite. Uh, lo- lo- what am I... They are so, not.
3: They are not done with that card yet. The card right now, Wikipedia has to be like a, a second draft or something. There, there's, there's a lot. There, yeah. There's points missing. There's there's no MJF. Yeah, they, there's no like FTR. There's no but. There's there's a there's a the biggest car, a match on there right now is Omega Takeshna. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and the, you know Mox is going to get a shot at the international title. Uh, but if, if but, Mox doesn't lose the Penta, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's Cassidy. And Penta tonight, isn't that? Isn't that no, it? And the winner? I thought it was. Mox. I thought it was
3: Mox Penta tonight.
1: Is it flipped? I thought I oh, saw no, the other No, my way fault. Around. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. My fault. Yeah. my fault. So, um, it's yeah. They, they. I feel like they need mm-hmm. Punk, and they'll figure out a way to do it. But my, my issue with the whole I Punk need. thing, it wasn't. It wasn't the sugar glass thing. That's fine. If you want to be about safety mm-hmm. and longevity. I'm with that. That that makes a whole lot of sense to me. It's... And and I guess, like, you could say, you know, he's being baited into these confrontations with Jack Perry because Jack Perry's calling him out, you know, on on, on Zero Hour and, and everything else, like, straight to the camera.
3: Right. But...
1: The sensitivity of which he kind of took that was a little shocking because it's like, okay... Jack Perry's calling you out. You don't like it. Uh, but right. you can call out Hangman in a promo when he's not even in the building and it, it's 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 all good. Right. Right. Facts. You know, that's just wrestling. Facts. It, so you can't have it both ways where, right. you know, you, you want respect, but you don't give to certain people. Uh and look, man, I mean, punk historically is is so important to the business. I get it. I've I've just been so annoyed. I guess is the is the right term here with just kind of how he ca- he's carried himself since he's come to AEW. Like he's just he carries himself like he's hot shit. And look, right. to an extent, he is. Mm-hmm. But look, man. I mean, I, I look at someone like like Chris Jericho, right? Yeah. Who you know, Cal, you pointed this out uh, during the the Soraya, uh comparison. You know, he was he was the first champion. He was the first AEW champion. He, he could have carried himself the way that Punk yeah. is carrying himself now. Right. But no, he Jericho decided to be a leader. You know what I mean? Like, he, he helped put a bunch of guys over, um, kind of showed them how to, showed a lot of these sort of inexperienced guys and girls how to wrestle on TV and just, and all this other, like, and th- he didn't need his own TV show mm. for that. You know what I mean? He didn't right. need. He, he. I haven't read of any Jericho confrontations or issues at all. Right? Is at all? Everyone's on his freaking podcast. Yeah. He, for, for so the, for the most part, Jericho has
3: been the opposite of Punk, where he's been like the the backstage kind of like mediator
1: type type person yeah. for people. Yeah. And so I think that's where my frustration with this whole situation lies. Not, not just this situation, just the whole Punk thing, because. Right. It seems like every week there's a new headline coming mm-hmm. out, yes. right? And that's not even hyperbole at this point. No. It sounds like it, no. but go. I, we've act during when we're creating, you know, what we're going to do for these shows. <laughs> we're actively trying not to talk about yeah. punk, right? We're trying. It's we're always trying something, so though. hard. It's always something it, though. It's always something, and at what point is that? Is that something going to be pointed at punk? Oh, right? Like right. you know, it's. Because it's not even just Jack Perry at this point. There, there are other names out there. I, you know, I, I mentioned Miro kind of when I was reading this this thing out. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's it's getting funky, and and I don't get it. It, but, sounded,
3: it sounded like he stepped a Miro. Miro, Miro. The one report I read it said that Miro was backstage right. after he was like, "Hey, are you okay, Punk?" And Punk was like, wait, are you on his side? You want to step outside?" Cool. I'm like, "What? What? Like, what was the the? the it was, sounds like it was mad tense, like right before Punk stepped out." In, in, into well, the into Wembley Stadium for his match.
1: Stepping to Miro is always—it's also a choice, man. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Miro, Miro's yeah. built like a tank. Yeah, I don't know if true. you want that smoke nah, from nah, Miro, nah. but man, look, there's going to be there's a lot of people who are on uh, who are on Punk's side, and yes. and I get it. But, you know, he's he's that dude in some mm. ways. At at some point, it just gets tired. I think that's just where I'm at. Yeah. So, you know, it. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this more because, you know, the oh, suspension is yeah. not even official yet. We got all out this weekend and uh, I'm sure there'll be more CM Punk headlines for us to discuss. Last one here on High Spot Headlines. Will Ospreay is, quote, open to all options after his New Japan contract expires. Now... It seems to be AEW is the leader in the clubhouse to uh, to bring him in because he's obviously had a lot of experience there now, a lot of TV time there. Brian, should Will ask Os- Is there any chance Will Ospreay ends up in WWE? Any chance at all? I think so.
2: Um, I could see him, and this may be blasphemous. I could oh. see him going to NXT, doing a oh wow, yeah, doing a quick oh, you know wow. cup of coffee there before hitting the main roster. Just getting used to the uh the way they communicate and the way they
3: get acclimated. get, get acclimated yeah.
2: with the WWE style. You also see they have a lot of tournaments and international uh cups and yes. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a huge, you know, international fam um international wrestling base down there. So I could definitely see yeah. him doing that and then, you know, being presented in a big way in the main roster. And and you know, like I know I've been making a lot of comparisons to NXT and AEW and it's never meant to be as blasphemous as the internet has making it seem but,
1: because uh-huh. <laughs> people uh-huh. forget
2: like if I was saying this while NXT was on Hulu or WWE Network um, fine, but I'm saying this it's on USA Television every Tuesday right. so Will Ospreay right. on yeah. USA Television every Tuesday is a big deal it comes on after, you know and before, it's like blocked in between regular TV program. you know, it's not right. so I think that I could see this happening. I I think it would be fun to watch. You know, you think about him versus like Braun Breaker, headlining shows and him and Carmelo Hayes, him and Wes Lee, him and Dragon Lee. I mean, there's the options are endless. We just saw Butch there last night with uh, Charlie Dempsey, you know? And you was like, man, and I said that this is a match that's happening now. And in the future will be a match we see on premium live events. And I can see you doing that with a Will Ospreay. Right.
1: So you, he wouldn't be an AJ situation where he just goes straight to the main I, roster I for you. I think
2: the only person on the planet, only people on the planet that would be an AJ style situation would be the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And the Young Bucks is the, a possible, as we say in spades. Damn,
1: that's it's interesting. That's interesting. Okay, Cal, what, where, what is Will Ospreay going to do once his deal expires? I, I, I feel.
3: I think back to, was it earlier this year? When did he make those comments about his health situation and not, because he he, there was a point where he felt like he was at a crossroads of either going full bore with what he could do talent-wise while he is as healthy as he is or, you know, taking a, a, a change and kind of, you know, pulling back a little bit for the sake of longevity um and then he had that match with Kenny Omega um and 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 he's kind of he's he's been picking up more i've been seeing his name a lot more he's a current he's the IWGP US champion um yep. if i'm not mistaken so uh, you know he's been moving i could totally see him going to wwe i could totally see that happening um i think that would probably also mean that he would be. I, I don't know. I don't want to say he'd be toning his style down, but I think to Brian's point, I think in getting acclimated, I think he may lose some of the riskier, more high dare, high high flying, daring stuff that are drawing a lot of people to uh, his matches every time he shows up on American television. Um, but it, it, it's kind of where his head's at because I don't. Will Osprey doesn't strike me as a person that's like WWE bound right now. I don't. I don't see the current IWGP US champion. Hitting WWE in, in 2024, just, I don't see that in the cards. Right now I feel like he would be uh, sticking with New Japan for a little okay. bit, uh, but who knows? Who knows? I I would love to I would love to see him be getting all of this out of his system to make that transition. Mm. I will say that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see him in WWE, just because again, this is a a, a Kaz. Take in yeah. that you know when when Jay White signed with AEW, there's cer- there's certain guys you just want to see. Can they cut it um, in right. in WWE? And, right. and Will Ospreay's up there because he's he's fantastic. He's he's one of the best, if not the best, in the world. And, and it just it kind of makes sense. Um, the The reason why I think he's going to end up in AEW more so than WWE is more WWE holding out the bag for MJF. You know I mean, if, if this uh, were the NBA, they'd be saving cap room uh, for <laughs> for MJF, right? They're they're they want that max slot for MJF. So I wasn't
3: thinking about
1: that. I don't I, know if they'll use their uh I agree. Use their initial bag offer for Will Ospreay. As great as he would be, no, MJF agree. is is the big free agent that they want. And so
3: I, I was gonna say I'm sorry, Brian. I, I will say with the Endeavor deal happening. I don't know. Like I don't know what yeah. Will
1: Osprey's thoughts about being
3: even in a bigger, more corporate situation mm. um, compared right. to being freer with with New Japan and stuff like that.
1: MJF like, doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, 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 he and, wants and, the
3: bag. Something tells me that WWE may be going more for MJF's as opposed to Will Osprey's in the immediate future. For just just with thinking of how you would want to build on top of that deal,
1: the Will Osprey free agency thing will be will be interesting. I mean, the MJF one has been you know, highly reported. The Will Ospreay thing is going to develop some legs, but I do think, you know, he'll, he'll end up in AEW. Or, I mean, I don't know if a New Japan extension is off the table either. I mean, he seems to really, really, really enjoy it over there. So, uh, but we're going to take a quick break because we we have a lot more to get into. So we'll be right back
0: after this. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors.
1: There it is. You heard the drop. It is now time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap as I'm sure all of you fantastic listeners have as well because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show, but we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Eye Gregor Dip, and for today's edition of they said what? We're going to Cheap Heat, we're going to Our Guy Dip. Brian H., play the clip.
0: I I don't think Raquel is a worthy challenger, unfortunately. I mean, they had they couldn't come up with something better than this. I'm not into it. Well, what do you mean, worthy
1: challenger? I don't I think mean, she's proven herself enough to be a contender for the title. Okay. Well, I have news In to read about K-Fed. wrestling. okay in kayfabe he said in in kayfabe Uh, uh, okay uh cal yes does dip have a point yes oh okay Uh,
3: well all right take a step back how did raquel get to this point let's 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 walk through how all this happened right in terms of how
1: the story was developed you mean like yeah, the live
3: I, aspect I, of it yeah like there, there were a lot of different layers of getting to the point where Raquel was the one attacking Rhea Ripley but not a lot of it had anything to do with cuz you remember it was Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus were also tag team champions at one point so Liv and Rhea or Liv and, I'm sorry Liv and Raquel got the belt from them and that's kind of how they got involved in, in, in anyway it leads back to the issues with the women's division in WWE. There, it's not been a situation, especially for Rhea. It, 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 absolutely for Rhea. They've not developed anybody for her. Every time a pay-per-view comes up, and Rhea will face somebody just because that's who they're supposed to face. And it, the match is going to be dope. She'll throw a dope match on NXT as well. Like Rhea's not the issue. The issue is because Rhea's been doing so much with Judgment Day, I think they just feel like they could throw a belt on her or or add that to the mix, and they forget that they have to also develop some of those storylines over there. So, yes, while Raquel is without... And I've been saying this for the last couple of months, Raquel would be the next one to go in line for Rhea Ripley based off of the story that they built, but it's just based off of that story. It's not based off of what Raquel's done as a singles competitor leading up to this because remember she was a tag champion who hadn't really been doing much because Liv had been out this was kind of mm-hmm. what she was put in to do because Liv with, Liv was out with a shoulder injury so it's it's I I don't I, I feel like Dips may being a little too harsh in his wording about Raquel but I do understand what he's saying ultimately they, they've not um, done I don't think they've done enough with a lot of the women that have gone up against Raquel in regards to Show, showing that they're viable contenders Raquel's going to go in there and they're going to put on a dope match. I don't think Raquel's not an EO sky Raquel's not a Bianca Belair. You know what I mean? There there's, I think there's certain people that they're not putting up against Rhea for whatever reason right now. So they're feeding, you know, flavor of the month or, you know, who's next up to bat women up against her until they figure it out, which is the opposite of, developing that division properly in my eyes. I'm sorry. I was very long-winded, but... uh
1: No, no, no. I mean, Br- Brian, b- jumping off Cal's point, I mean, is, is this an issue with the Raw women's roster more so than Raquel? So
2: I look at it differently. I think okay. more what we've seen on Monday Night Raw is that they have been more trying to establish the tag division. And then mm-hmm. you also have mm. Zoe start working with Trish Stratus to develop, but then also Trish and Becky getting a cook. Then what right. I see with Rhea is let her have this establishment of dominant reign to, one, just put herself in history, but also solidify her case for being the unofficial leader of the Judgment Day. So... Right. With mm-hmm. Raquel, right. I agree with all of this. Yeah, and with Raquel... I think it makes sense. And the reason why I see her as a worthy challenger because just from the poster, if you see these two, it, it looks believable. So, so now yeah. it makes you think okay, well, she's been beating up on Natalia she, and she's beating everybody in front of her. Wait a minute, this person seemed like she can kind of get with her. So I think she is a worthy challenger. Um, I understand like the concerns with the division. But I think SmackDown is more about establishing the individual women where Raw is about getting that tag team division in order, even though we know what happens with the belts. But I think this reign that Rhea's having is really just a long-term reign because like she had a reign before and it, it felt like it was cut short. This is the long-term that put her in history. And she's kind of Gunther-esque as far as the women are concerned. Like you said, she's going to put on great matches. It does come off like, okay, she's dominating, dominating. But the reason why I also like Raquel in here, because you're going to put Rio on a pay-per-view or premium live event for the first time since I think it's Money in the Bank or Crown Jewel. Now, you have to have somebody that is like, okay, who can really beat her? Or who can she beat? Oh, yeah, who can beat her? And you got that in
1: Raquel. At least it, it looks believable. You got it. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just it, it does look believable again from the aesthetic standpoint. This right. match looks like it makes sense and it it probably will will be good. Mm-hmm. You know, the build to it has been a little clunky. I think just because, you know, that obviously the impetus of it is, you know, she she hurt or Rhea hurt Liv and you know, that was Raquel's tag partner. Yep. But the only other person that's believe there's two other people who are believable to beat Rhea on the roster on on mm-hmm. the Raw women's roster right now, and that's that's Becky, but she's obviously involved in you know the Trish Stratus feud, which is coming to an end this weekend, and then Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. who was tied up with Ronda Rousey. But everyone else, like I, outside of those three, there's no one else who is even remotely believable to take yeah. down right to take down Rhea, right so um i think that's the bigger issue as you, opposed to it fo- being more so on raquel you don't you don't
3: think they should have raquel wrestling some singles matches though like, i'm i'm i only at, i'm i'm looking at the cage match i just went back to the beginning of june mm-hmm. she, Yeah, she lost three singles matches on Raw, one to Shayna Baszler, one to Trish Stratus, and one to Ronda Rousey. Um, The only other things people saw her do on TV since then was win the tag team titles at Money in the Bank and then lose them on Raw. She's wrestled twice at house shows in singles matches, beating Piper Niven on the UK tour, but they've not even really been having her wrestle singles matches on tour so it's mm. just, it, it's it's hard i think when 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 Dib said when he says worthy opponent i think that, that for me that factors into it the fact that uh, well i've not really seen raquel wrestling singles matches where she's a dominating or at the very least b winning in recent memory and i'm talking you know within the last couple of months nothing that i would say oh outside outside of this feud mm-hmm. there's no reason to give her a title match unfortunately then and that to me is just the issue with with uh, the way they're they're booking the division in general but
1: do you think that's as big of a deal when you're building to a PLE like like payback when it's it's not one of their big ones uh and it's you know is just kind of a filler ple in some ways. They're probably going to run this back.
3: You're no, you're right. It it does not matter for a, P, a, a pla the size of a payback. But guess what? Rhea didn't have a match at Summerslam.
1: It's true.
3: So when when you start to That's pull true. when you start to pull back and really start seeing what's been go what's been tra- look at Rhea's reign from WrestleMania to right now and pinpoint a the great matches where she has had great matches. There have not been a lot of them and B what her, what has her TV time been spent more doing building yeah. herself as a world champion or, you know, solidifying the dominance that is judgment day. And this could just be a casualty of trying to build, build the judgment day, but it's a very real thing when we get to these situations where a champion has to face a challenger at, at a, at a show.
1: No, that's fair. Um, I mean, hopefully, what comes out of this payback match is just them strengthening this feud because I do think it's going to go for a while, mm-hmm. inevitably. Uh, because again, the <laughs> the, uh, the choices outside of Raquel for for Rhea's challenger <laughs> Slim Pickens uh, it's slim pickens. and uh, look, Becky might be back in the fold at some point, but uh, it's you know it's it's not looking great <laughs> outside right. of Raquel. So it, again, aesthetically, I think it's going to be it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um and you know they'll have time to to build it to build it that way. Um, before we get to the NXT and AEW portion of the show, uh, we did want to take some time to talk a little Bray Wyatt. Uh, you know his um untimely, unfortunate, tragic passing happened the day after our show last week, and you know we wanted to. Uh, th- there was a piece that ran on the Ringer dot com, mm-hmm. uh, the making of Bray Wyatt. And Cal, you edited that piece uh, written by Ian Douglas and and Oliver Lee Bateman, and you know, real quick, you know, the Bray the Bray tributes have been pouring in, uh, and rightfully so. But right. we definitely wanted to to give you guys um, some time to kind of think through, uh, you know, just just some favorite Bray Wyatt moments that you've had throughout his career, throughout his life, and and anything from the piece that that stood out to you. Cal, I'll start with you since you edited the piece. Like what, what were, what's been the, the dominating thought about Bray over the last couple of days here?
3: Oh man. I, the, the one thing that I kept seeing and hearing is just people talking about, um, like, like they'll call him unique, but it was always more like that. Uh, it was kind of, it, and every interaction with him felt special. And always felt like, uh, you know, you were important, and just just the love that he had for people, um, that he interact and he interact with a lot of people, you know. But see, seeing a lot of that stuff has been amazing. Um, actually, shouts out to Ian, shouts out to Oliver Lee Bateman, shouts out to I believe her. Uh, I don't, I don't want to bush. I believe it's Micah Rotunda, um, um Wyndham and Taylor's uh, sister. Um, they were working on a there. there was a piece essentially about how the Wyndham and Rotunda families got together. That uh. We, I'd seen a couple of drafts of back WrestleMania time earlier this year um, with uh, when the Rotunda's health situation was kind of, it didn't feel, I don't know, it, it, it was tough to kind of work on stuff like that. But, uh, you know, in, you know, in, in light of his, his, his tragic passing, it, that was lit, once word hit the DMs came and, and I, I was, I, mind you, I was already working on the Terry Funk obituary. That was, that was my job that day. So the next day I uh, was working on this piece, but I mean, it's a really amazing piece just to really see how unique uh, the, the, the situation that, the, that birthed the man mm-hmm. that became Bray Wyatt. Um, and I mean, I, to share a favorite moment, I, there's, there's a lot of them with Bray, but I, the one thing I wanted to rewatch, Friday morning was the Fire Five Funhouse match with uh, John yeah. Cena. That yeah. the, the way that that thing was just constructed, and the way it broke down the different eras of pro wrestling, and Cena's character and their story, it was it was so unique. And I, I, I that's one of the more things that I'm personally sad about. Because like I, cinematic matches are cool, but I like the way that uh, Bray looked at pro wrestling because you could tell that he really loved pro wrestling, but he just had a different way of of, of seeing things. And uh, I w- I would love to have seen. Uh, a Firefly Funhouse match with, like, this iteration of Roman Reigns, you know, or, like, you know, being able to do Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, Brock yeah. didn't want to do it, but, like, something like that, if they had done what he did with Cena a couple years ago with Brock, stuff like where you're having a little bit of fun, but you're telling, I don't know, I'm I'm going to miss that part of Bray Wyatt. I could go on for days. Uh, Brian, what, what, what are some of your, your, your favorite Bray moments?
2: Man, this might be cheating, but being in Philadelphia last year, Yes. Uh, During the return. And, you know, I'm sitting next to, you know, I had the best seat in the house. I'm sitting next to David Shoemaker. And (laughs) we just, you know, finished watching the fight pit match with Seth and Matt Riddle. And then they look, you know, rise the fight pit back up. Then all of a sudden the lights go out. And I just think I remember I looked at them. Oh, here we go. And, you know, just following the lights and then following all of the objects, to say the least. To figure out where he was, and then when he comes out there, yeah. you know, just the in there I felt like that. That place went crazy, you know. Um, just an amazing moment. Uh, you know, I, I got the chance. I, I, I you sit back and you reflect on these things, and you know, I didn't get a chance to see Terry Funk live, but I, mean, I got the chance right. to see Bray actually uh, live twice during both of his title reigns. You know, I was in. Mm. Mm. Uh, WrestleMania 33 when he dropped the belt to Orton and it was just like the match was weird but it was like wow like you know I really got to see him go and take the title into WrestleMania and then being right. there um also in Philly for when he changed the belt from red to blue and and that was a show at the time I was like eh. Oh, I'm in here for a medical conference, the American Heart Association conference, and I said to my <laughs> former coworker Vanessa, I was like, "You want to go to wrestling? They in town," and she was like, "Sure." I have never been before, and this would be exciting. Um, and so being able to see that on the screen, and then later that night, the right. dark match was the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Everybody know like Daniel Bryan's my guy, so being able to see yeah. that and then see the lights, so. You know, he definitely, you know, blessed us with a lot of great memories. But the main thing that really sticks Mm -hmm. out was just like you said, just him making everybody feel like important, you know, understanding who he is, but not quote unquote being like, oh, I'm, you know, this star and you got to take your time. And you see that in people sharing so many videos of their interactions with him. And that's been beautiful Mm -hmm. to see because. Like, you didn't, his dad, I, I I remember when he was more so IRS, you didn't see that right. side of him. Yeah. So it's like, you wouldn't think right. like he was taught, you know, this, I mean, you obviously, I'm pretty sure he was, but the character was so good. You wouldn't think he's taught, this is a privilege to be in this position, make everybody feel special. Because his father was so right. good at being IRS that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, people actually, I learned about tax cheats through his dad. And then, <laughs> you know, and That's so, funny. um, you know, just to see the legacy and, you know, he's definitely going to be missed, um, you know, just gone way too mm-hmm.
3: soon. Yeah, indeed.
1: 36. But yeah, really just a, a huge bummer. I mean, to close this out, um, you guys hit two of my, or, uh, Cal, you hit. My favorite, which was the Firefly Funhouse match, but another one that kind of stands out, another memory, another Bray moment, was his first promo after he returned uh, this last time. Oh, so yeah. it was just it was just Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. This is pre Uncle Howdy, and right. it was just he was just on SmackDown, just kind of bearing his soul, just thanking right. everybody. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that stands out to me is because you know he had. You know, he was coming off the fiend. He was, you know, the Wyatt family. And he was just, you know, he, he was these characters, these deep, you know, layered characters. Mm-hmm. Right. And this was just him talking, thanking us, thanking mm-hmm. the crowd. And it was just as engaging. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Right. Yes. For one of those promos that can, you know, the, the crowd can, can, wrestling crowds can, can, be, can be fickle, right? They can start what chains? They get, mm-hmm. everyone was just locked in. Yes, and yes. that's just how engaging. How um, it, it was all in Bray's eyes. That's a, that's a lot of what you hear, you know, when people talk are, are talking about him now, just like what they remember about. Him. And uh, uh, during Seth Rollins' um uh, kind of tribute video, he just kind of talked about the glimmer and that shine in mm-hmm. Bray's eyes every time he would, you know, be on TV. Every time he would cut promos. Every time he would be in matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of those moments where it was just. Oh, this dude's just talking to us, and yes. for whatever reason, it was just as compelling as him doing a Firefly Funhouse bit, you know, a, you know, a Wyatt Family promo, and that was that's just where you knew this dude was special, where he was just different than the rest, where it's just no, I, it, there's very few people who could pull that off, sure. uh, and he just happened to be happened to be one of them, um, and you know. Uh, rest in peace, Winter Matunda, Ray Wyatt. Uh, you know it's the, the wrestling world, the world in general is is a lesser place without him. Um, and you know, just much love to uh, to his family and, and and the fans during this time as we uh, try to navigate. You know this uh, this world. And and kind of what's next. But before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamites. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT. And then we'll talk about one a little bit more in depth. Brian, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway?
2: The new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. And that is Kiana James scoring a victory over Roxanne Perez, Gigi Dolan, and Blair Davenport. Were you surprised by that? By that choice? A thousand percent. To have her win. A thousand percent. Uh, Mm. I like Kiana James, but... I was like, I don't know if she's going to win. But what it tells me is it's just they're establishing everybody. And at any given time, you know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, Tiffany Stratton is our champion, but we want to make sure everybody's presented in a big way so that they can pre- be prepared to be WWE superstars.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Cal, what do you have? Uh, It's,
3: Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, them them going back and forth, and because uh, tri- I people are looking at the situation to see who's going to turn on who. Um, but there was something that Trick said during their talk. He he, he mentioned uh, talking to the street prophets, mm. and uh, Carmelo cut him off. So I feel like we're, we're I don't know if it's going to be Hurt business 2.0 but I feel like that fourth member is going to be one of those two. I got to feel. It. I gotta
1: Ooh. Feel it. Sp- uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh I enjoyed Creed Brothers and 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 Dia the cage mm. match. Uh that that Julius <laughs> one hun- one-handed powerbomb was amazing. It's an amazing ridiculously spot. awesome. Uh the it reminded me of having two kids because you're just
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: holding one while trying to like power bomb the other. You know, as Ooh, you do as, as a parent. Re- shouts out the wrestling dads out there. That's funny. That's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. It, it was the equivalent of that. But that was a that was a hell of a spot. Man. So <laughs> g- good episode of NXT last night. I was I was Indeed. really into it. Uh, looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite. What's the one thing you're looking forward to most, Cal? Take us off. What do you got?
3: And again, they don't have a lot listed, but I mean, <laughs> P- Penta, Penta and Orange Cassidy doing anything in the ring is—I'm I'm here for it. I, I'm a big Penta fan. I'm actually—I'm uh, about to run some Penta back later on. I, I, I love that guy, and anytime I can see him on TV, let's go! <laughs> Hell yeah, Zim. Brian! Man, it's,
2: what do you Man, have? Not
3: anything—some things that's not listed.
2: I want to see what's going to happen with this Fallout with Punk. I want to see if it's going to be addressed. That's the most thing I'm
3: looking forward to. Good, good luck on that,
0: that one, is Brian.
3: He well, like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. We'll see. No, right. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Yeah. The, you, you'll find out when they're done uh, uh, showing you what what the card is for for Sunday night. If he ain't
1: listed there, I think that's all they're going to say mm. about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that no. may be it. But um. also looking forward to this Cassidy Penta match, mm. and obviously the winner will be your new AEW or will be your international title. Uh, holder and mm-hmm. will face Mox at All Out, uh, but I'm also interested in. I think Adam Cole is going to be on the mic tonight um, yeah. after uh, after that match he had with MJF. Really interested to see what he has to say. Obviously, they are the uh, ROH tag team champions as well. So there's, yeah. there's a there's a lot going on there. That's there's something going thing going that's on, some, some intrigue about though. The fact that they are ROH champions because we yes. got to
3: talk Punk. And
2: that's not just us. Yeah, the world, The
3: world's talking about punk. It's, it's the world. The world. Yeah. it's the
2: world. Well,
3: because right. I, I want to say before we close, everybody says everybody says that they they don't want to talk about it anymore. Then don't feed into it. Don't 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 go up because everybody's going up for the CM Punk stuff right now. So all the dirt cheats. That's all everybody's going to plug. So don't don't and don't engage. And we could see you know a couple tag team champions winning. What was a double clothesline?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the double
1: close. Look, we're going to try this is a promise. So we're going to try not to talk about punk next week unless yeah, unless uh, he punches another <laughs> coworker backstage. <laughs> I we'll guess see. we have to.
3: We'll see. we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. Guys, That is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Greg, and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. I'm at Cal on Twitter, at CalDub
3: on Instagram and threads and TikToks. Uh, But it's not about me. It's about everybody else. Brian, where are you at? Where's, where's, where's we at? Uh, Find me at Brian H. Waters on
2: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, threads. But also, most importantly, Ringer Wrestling on TikTok and threads and Instagram make sure you hit the follow button in case you need to locate it it's in
1: the description with the hyperlinks just for you it is in the description so is the the piece uh, making of Bray Wyatt uh, Ian Douglas Oliver Lee Bateman go check that out Uh, if you want to follow me at Cruise Control with with a K Twitter Instagram threads but as Brian said at Ring of Wrestling that's, that's where you want to be uh, on all of those platforms, because we and and TikTok, So we got some stuff cooking over there. Thank you very much to Brian at Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making it sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you for the grabs chat as always. Everyone else, we will catch you next week worldwide.